I forgot how to do an intro. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, it's episode six of my first anime. Uh, back with Cowboy Bebop sessions, looking at 15 to 17 today. Kicking off with episode, sorry, session 15, My Funny Valentine, another written by Keiko Nobumoto, written, uh, named after, sorry, a jazz classic, first popularized from like a show tune in like the 20s, I think. You're on a roll, but I'm going to stop you. Why? <laughs> we didn't do names. I don't care. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. Continue on. I... <laughs> Uh, the other that five we did fucking names, but I guess we're mixing calm, it yeah. up now. Hey, hey, maybe I'm changing things up. Maybe we'll get to it. Maybe you just let my intro play out. <laughs> I'm bebopping over here. Can, can you uh, let uh, Owens' intro uh, go in, please? Uh, anyway, My Funny Valentine, there's a million versions of it. Any jazz musician ever probably did a version of it, apparently. And if it's not obvious, I'm your host, Chris Bailey. I'm the co-host, or is the co-co-host? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> what do you want to be? Okay, I am the co-co-co-co-host, uh, Salvador Sanchez, also known as Monkey. We never established roles, but uh, I'm Anthony Vaughn. Are you a host, or your co-host, or are you just an audience uh, member? I guess I'm just... Uh... He's the goddamn peanut gallery. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> constantly just... heckling my intros. <laughs> I'm just here judging for the sake of judgment. You gotta love I, actually, that's it. Yeah, I'm God. There we go. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I know how this ends for me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, three Hail Marys and you'll be fine. <laughs> just three? Nice. Yeah. yeah you're, not, you're not doing that bad. Is it left, right, or right, left? Which shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it both ways. It's fine. I go sacrifice the goat ladle. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Uh. Anyway, again, my funny Valentine. Just before we jump into the actual meat of the episode, I just have to again shout out Megumi Hayashibara, phase voice, phase Japanese voice actor. I don't know how the English does, but holy crap! It during the flashback sequences, she sounds like a completely different character. That her voice is just like somehow so. Innocent. It's still recognizably Faye, but it's like so fragile and scared and so much softer in a way that Faye usually isn't. I'll be honest, uh, first listen through, not paying attention to like the tonal stuff. That makes sense. I mean, it could just be something you pick up on because you're perceptive, but. That's a, that's a negative ghost rider. <laughs> I am not perceptive. Well. So, um, yeah, this opens right up with seeing a girl in the tube, right? I think so. I'm not sure if that was supposed to obviously be Faye. Like, did you know it was Faye immediately? Uh, I just had a suspicion. Okay. I mean, it looks also, like Faye. Also, because of the amount of times you've hinted that episode 15 is Faye's backstory. <laughs> oh, actually, yes. Okay. Good point. Thank you. Because I almost forgot. Um... If I may jump back and have my earlier query answered, just as a broad statement, you don't have to jump into it immediately if you don't want to. Anthony, does this episode change your feelings on Faye retroactively at all? 
or your understanding of Faye and her actions. See, I really want to say no. <laughs> yes, but uh, but the reason that I say no is because I was expecting something like hugely like I understand that she has no fucking idea where she came from and stuff. But to me, that just like when I think back to her not knowing like who or what she is, or not what she is, but who she is, you know, not having a like a backstory. It just kind of like I I rethink about some of the other things she's done, and I'm still confused as to why she acted that way anyway. Like what? The fact that she can't believe in anybody because the first person that she met in the future this is a um is a con man. Well, no, Sal is more focused on, like, every time she gets money, she goes and gambles. Like, where the fuck did that come from? Uh, well, if you... She's basically in an unpayable debt. Yes. So she's gambling, trying to get the money, because there's no way she would get it normally. So she probably feels that gambling's her only chance. So, unless I missed something, like, on episode, like, when we first meet her, episode three? Uh, where, I think so, yeah. Uh, she's, like some like poker queen but she's still an unpayable debt uh it's a lot harder to cheat when you're not the dealer uh i don't know that one that that just kind of like still makes me a little confused like i was expecting a little bit something different than just her not knowing herself okay and i still think she, she can still be less of a dick and not know who she is I'm fine with it. I'm fine with her being a dick. Like, but that's just me. That's just my personal vendetta against her. <laughs> well, yeah, you famously hate women, so <laughs> it's on record. Um, just letting everyone know, I'm running for Congress next week. <laughs> and you probably get elected. That's yeah, you're definitely much. a shoo-in. <laughs> but I mean, um, I will say though, it was, um, it, I didn't expect it, and like, in a good way too. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. As, uh, like, I, I mean, I haven't watched it. Probably, I'm sure there's way more people that have watched more television than I have, but I've seen quite a bit. And it's, a, it's I like the, their take on the little amnesia kind of thing. The whole, uh, that kind of storyline, you know? Yeah. And, and I appreciate that. Like, even we don't know what happened. Yeah. And, like, that's not important. What's important is that she doesn't know. Yeah, and then the whole betrayal, too, kind of sets her from not trusting anyone. Well, um, unless you count the doctor, she doesn't know she was betrayed until the end of this episode. Right? Uh, the, the Well, the love guy, right? Yeah, he, he quote-unquote, dies. Uh, they get chased down by the debtors, and, like, she gets out well, of the car. Still, I mean, it may not, so, the, yeah, I get the, yeah, the doctor betrayal, sorry. I, I, so the love, interest, death, like, still... That's trust issues there, right? Yeah, and, you know, that's part of why she feels like she can't get too close to people because the only person she got close, or the first person she got close to after coming out of her 50-year anyway. coma yeah, dies because of her, as so far as she knows. she's the oldest person on the beep up. <laughs> she is by a good, like, 40 years. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently Jet's got, like, uh... He's 36 going on 58 based on his animation. <laughs> and Faye is 20 going on 75. Yeah. <laughs> and Ayn is timeless. Hell yeah. But, um, so 
I remember stuff in the next episode. But my first note for the beginning, basically, is I wrote Ed and Jet. And I don't remember what that is. Ed wants chocolate. I still don't remember. I'm going to need more. So, uh, Jet found uh, frozen fish that he somehow has, and it's expired. And Ed is eating the expired frozen fish. So, as far as I know, I just remember Ed wants chocolate, and then Ein's trying to wake up... um... Faye. Wake her up. Yeah, wake her up. I guess right before the little sequences or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. which uh, which I have down. Uh Ayn is doing uh Ayn is doing his job. I don't know if Ayn's a guy or a girl, but Ayn's doing the job of waking up Faye. Ayn, best dog ever? I think so. Oh Ayn's Ayn's a good dog for sure. Yep. Um I do like that. <laughs> Despite the fact that they, like, never got along, Faye decides to tell her story to Ayn, who immediately starts yachting. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's... I didn't catch that, but that's that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, Ayn I'm pretty, pretty sure she even says something. Like, she gets her, like, come the fuck on face and goes, don't yawn. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But I think it's funny because, um, what's good? The, uh, we see we see a scene with the frozen fist. And then we see a scene with frozen Faye becoming unfrozen like the fish. Mm. Yeah, this show's big on those transitions. Yeah, super big. So she gets thawed out, right? Yep, she gets defrosted. Um, and then fucking Dr. Pervy just, just goes straight into her tits. God, does he? I think I somehow don't remember that. Yeah, I don't My remember that either. first thing is, bruh, get your face out of her tits. That's fucking weird. Or his name was Dr. Bacchus, right? Dr. Bacchus. Bacchus, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, I think that's the correct pronunciation. Which, uh, you know, they make reference to him being, like, a god who drowned a bunch of people. Oh, is he the wine god? He is the wine god, yeah. Bacchus is? Bacchus, is, Bacchus is another name for Dionysus. Uh, yeah, you're saying is... that wrong. What? That's not how you say his name. Who, Dionysus? Yep. <laughs> Go ahead, tell me how to say Dionysus. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce it because I don't know Greek. It's Dionysus. Then, we're going with Dionysus. It's not Dionysus. It is Dionysus. It is not Dionysus, dude. Bro, how are you going to tell me it's not Dionysus? Because, you don't even fucking know what it is. Because I know the word. It's not, it's not You don't say Dionysus. Dionysus? No. I'm going to look it up. Okay, look it up. And we keeping this tangent in. Right, I'm gonna continue on. <laughs> yeah, if you this, go ahead. If this dude was this crazy, like if I had just woken up from a fucking coma, I'd have flipped my fucking shit. Oh my gosh! No, I, I th- that doctor was so like on some shit. Well, it's so weird because I like how Faye is like, she's just so out though. She's like, what is like? She's like. She's completely numb whenever she wakes up. Like, she doesn't completely understand what the fuck is happening. She's not freaking out, though. She's just numb. She's like, oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, and then she finally starts, like, I guess, after that doctor scene, it's one of the first times we see her not scandalously dressed. Well, we realize being, um, what's it called, uncryotubed or whatever it's called. Yeah, cryo, cryogenics. Yeah, it's so fucking expensive. Do you see how much money? Shout out to Walt Disney. Yeah. You see how much money it costs to unfreeze her? 
Uh, did they did they say that that quickly? Uh, yeah, she was in. Yeah, pretty much immediately. They're like, oh, hey, you're okay. like three hundred million Wulongs in debt. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. And then she plus yeah. interest. Yep. <laughs> plus fifty years <laughs> of interest. Yeah, yeah. which is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty trash. Oh kids. my gosh. You see, you guys... also it is Dionysus unless you're trying to be Greek, and that's Dionys Dionys Dionysus. But the anglicized version is Dionysus, so go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's how you pronounce it. You wasn't pronouncing it like that. So we also get the quote modern version of Sleeping Beauty when she meets the is he the lawyer at first? Yeah. Which he... come on, Faye. Uh, how are you gonna fall for a line like that? I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just saying Faye is twenty years old whenever she was crying to, she was uh frozen. Yeah. And uh if I got this correct uh, that was fifty four years ago. So she is yes. literally seventy four years old. Yes. And we found out the year was 2068. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. I think it actually does say that in, like, the beginning text scroll, but I don't think it's ever been a- addressed in the show. Yeah. As far as I know. Well, what's called... I think that's whenever she woke up, so it's three years afterwards, right? So, the, the Bebop crew... Might, yeah, it might be 2071. Yeah. The Bebop crew might be in 71. Which just kind of a fun thing. Uh, Faye has been unfrozen for the amount of time that Spike and Jet have been traveling together. Oh, that is really fucking interesting. Well, I mean, down to day or month, who knows? But both have been three years. Yeah, oh, it's down to the second. <laughs> yeah, that, that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what kind of hospital has triple arms? Yeah, I was I was thinking the exact same thing. What the fuck is this? I'm like security beams in a hospital? Question mark? Like. This is some yeah. fucked up hospital. Yeah, some shit's... Yeah. Also, Walt Down seems sketchy. For sure. Yeah. And, like, I, I have a note, too. Like, well, I mean, with all this going on, because yeah, that's, that's fucking fishy. And there's definitely some, like... Her, her backstory is at least more interesting than fucking Jets. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no offense. I mean, Jets was just... Jets oh, is very girl. straightforward. <laughs> yeah. And then I also wrote down the meme uh, when he was chasing her through the thing or whatever. He's like, why are you running? Why? Because he's in fucking debt and it's a good time to run when you're in that much debt. Well, that's what exactly what he said, just not in that same tone. <laughs> God why are you running? Damn. And the fact that he's a lawyer and Faye believes that a lawyer, you don't believe a lawyer, you guys. Remember that. Read the fine print. And this is family. Then maybe you can believe them. That's why you hire three lawyers, and then you go with the one that uh, finds the other shit the other ones did. All right, calm down, Rockefeller. <laughs> Can't all afford one lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they don't get paid to them. Fucking lawyer tryouts, motherfucker. Oh. Retainer fees. I give them a dollar for retainer. So <laughs> we, we get the thing where Faye uh, notices the tattoo on the guy's back of the neck. That's not a thing, right? Like, they don't ID No, it. that's the only time that happens in the show yeah say no fucking hit man yeah that's such a weird and they don't explain why he has that they're just like oh it's an id like we're supposed to just accept it no, i'm pretty sure it's not an idea he just was just saying that to be i don't know is this thinking back on it it may have been some type of creditor thing it might be mm, you might that's be true that. it could have been that they the problem is they never explain what that fucking thing is for yeah. It's not it's not that. But I don't see my main man Spike having that thing on. So I have after like their whole chase sequence, you know, 
Unless you guys got anything before that. Oh, I I got a thing that says uh, Faye is eating fantastically. Like she like she eats like a human being, which I like. Oh yeah, like her first time she eats, yeah. she destroys. No, she that was not like a normal human being. <laughs> <laughs> that was some Ed level shit. I I just want to stress the point. Because I feel like it doesn't get enough. Most people think of Faye's kind of situation probably more in like a Futurama sort of scenario. Where Fry wakes up a thousand years later and then everything's cool. Yeah. But it must be like beyond terrifying to wake up and not and not even know who you are. Like she doesn't even know her name. Yeah, she can't even check to see if she has family remaining. Right. She doesn't know anything. You know what's the difference between Futurama and Cowboy Bebop? Uh, one... Couldn't think anything witty enough quickly. Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as I can tell, they're basically the same show. Oh, okay, because um, one's a comedy and one's not? No, no, no I mean, when, if yeah, you Cowboy Bebop like... is pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I more meant, like... Dramatic. <laughs> Uh, people's perceptions of like what waking up in the future would be like. Oh, I'm just saying, Fry did uh, freak out whenever he woke up. Remember, he tried to go to the telephone booth and it was a suicide booth instead. <laughs> no, I know I've seen Futurama, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, saying, I don't know I, I what think, your point was. <laughs> I think I'm trying to say it's a trauma that deserves more weight than it is given. Oh, oh, okay. I don't know why you brought up Futurama, but okay. like not, not literally. You're saying just waking up. And knowing who you are is different than waking up and not knowing who you are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that too, that definitely helps. No, no, like, I, I 100% agree. Like, yeah. That's the point you're trying to get across, right? Yeah. And, you know, like I said, she has literally nothing, nothing to go off of. She's Actually, been frozen I, I would for... argue, like, nothing would have been better for her. She has 700,000 oolongs in debt or whatever. <laughs> 300 million? Yeah, or, sorry, yeah, 300 million. <laughs> Which, well, like, yeah, I having nothing would probably Jesus be better. Christ. So with that debt, like, is that even a thing? Because I'm just saying the doctor is not really a doctor. He's a con doctor. So is the, like, is that debt really a thing? Or is he, like, just fucking up with fate? Like, fucking. Fate? Actually, that's a good point because, like, I'm going to skip ahead just a little bit. But when they're getting chased, right, it's kind of implied that she's the one they're after, right? He kind of thinks, makes them think that. But they're actually after him. Yeah. So, I it could be argued that they're not real, like, you know, creditors. They're, like, part of the hospital, you know, whatever, the cryogenic, just that. They're not actual, like, I don't know, whatever the government type of creditors are. When you say him, who, who when you say they and him, who are you referring to? So, they is when, um, uh, Faye and... Oh, what is his name? Whitney? Matsumoto? Whitney? Yeah, w- Whitney Matsumoto. Yeah. So, Matsumoto and her are like, um, they're like driving back or whatever, and they're uh, they're being pursued. And all that he says, it's his collection agency, right? Uh-huh. And he, it's kind of assumed that, you know, he you, we don't know about his debt yet. Yeah. So, it's assumed that, like, the creditors are... After Faye. Okay. And okay, then, I see what you're saying. But can I jump further ahead? Uh, Sure. 
so we learn at the end of the episode that Matsumoto is related to the doctor and working with them. Yes. So I think that whole thing was a ploy to make her think that he died because remember they said like, oh, he's dead. You inherited his debts. I'm not talking about. Yeah, I'm, I'm more focusing on like, are those actual hospital creditors that were part of the job? No, they were definitely or, con people. So, so the people chasing them were also con people. The people chasing them? Yes. There's a pursuit. Where Matsumoto explodes. Yes. I, my impression was that was in that pursuit. Or part my of impression too. was that was the doctor. Oh, that was just chasing him to scare her more. Or it was a, a chase to he was supposed to die so that she would take on more debt. Yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense. That whole part of it. I'm just trying to figure out if the people if you think the people that were chasing them were the part of the con or if yes. they were actual creditors after him. I took it as uh, them being part of the con. But I guess it's not clear. Which kind of makes sense because we never really see people after Faye like that, you know? Yeah. Well, does does Faye even have the hospital debt or is that like literally a made-up number? It's I took it as it could being be a made-up made up number. number. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, I mean, who knows? Because you would, you would have to assume, I guess, um, that whenever her accident happened, whatever it was, she was probably on Earth. Which means at some point that facility and whoever happened to be frozen there was moved. Right? And like, even if those people I were legitimate at know. some point, something happened to make them become con men because it's, I think it's pretty clear that her debts aren't legally enforceable. I guess you're right. E even though, okay, so let's get back to the story. So, Whitley pretends to die and then i guess phase just takes all of all of his debts now he leaves all his assets and stuff to her yeah. which when you leave someone your stuff it includes their debts which is a really fucked up thing why would you leave anybody 100 percent? like why would you leave anybody any debt you don't have a choice it gets passed on to someone because the world is a trash fire is that how that works yeah i believe that's a song right the, the world, world is a trash fire. Is a trash fire. <laughs> sure. I'm just kidding. That's vampire. But... The world is a vampire. Also, I said didn't make sense. I say, Faye, read the contract. Like, read before you put your thumbprint on anything. What? What are you doing? <laughs> I think she's been unfrozen for like a week, and the only person that she cared about is now also dead. Uh Oh, and this is uh, this is one of my favorite parts. Is uh, I have this down. Faye turns into the real Faye. Oh yeah. What's God? See, he put. She she realized that all she's getting all those debts, and then she turns a little bit. I uh, I wouldn't say crazy, but like, it screws loose or something like that. And she just flips the table all mad. And I'm like, oh, that's all Faye. That's <laughs> the one we know and love. Exactly. Yeah. Which um, the thing she shouts when um when she knocks the computer over is the same thing she shouts when Ein's trying to wake her up. Okay. I'll take your word for it there. Yeah. It is. And then, um... I've never seen the show. I'm just making things up as I go. <laughs> See, I knew it. I fucking knew it. And then I have down, uh, after Faye's done with the story, Ein is a great listener. Yeah. So, uh, I, I don't... I can't remember exactly when, but we do have a, like a... I think it's a commercial cut 
But we come out of the story for a second, and <laughs> is it Spike walking out of the bathroom? Yep. <laughs> and she's like, how long have you been standing there? <laughs> and he goes, your story needs editing. Yeah, he said something and then ends it with your story needs editing. <laughs> and then I'll put down it's the fantastic. <laughs> Which, I just want to say that that scene is actually kind of nice because you know Spike was just sitting there listening on purpose. Oh, absolutely. Because wasn't that the very end of her story where he comes out to? Uh, I think so. Because uh, I think that was the last kind of thing I had before, like, uh, Whitney's back. Because I think Jet brings him in, right? Yeah. Also, uh, she's like, do I know you? Spike doesn't believe in the story. Or he says he doesn't believe in it. Because when uh, him and Faye first met, um, she says she's, she was a gypsy. Does he say he doesn't believe it? He says, like, he says something in that tone. Yeah, because I, I remember him being like, so what was all that stuff about gypsies and ronins about them? Like, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he seems more confused, I think. Yeah. And, or, or you know, just kind of realizing, like, oh, man, she was lying to me. What? <laughs> yeah, then we get a uh, fat Matsu- Matsumoto on the ship. <laughs> yep. He's doing well, I guess. Well, he got an implant. <laughs> he really wanted to talk about it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking, he says um, something about Sleeping Beauty, and I put, fuck this guy. I hate this guy. Oh, he sucks. Yeah, I hate him so much. And then, uh, fucking Faye's now helping him out. Well, I wouldn't say I she's think that helping was, him. Like, to get more information. Yeah, 100%. Uh, to stall out the police transfer. Oh, you might be right about that. Because that first, because they really don't. I, I mean, I could be. It's it's it has been a minute since like we watched this one, but my impression was, as a like an audience member, like she does look like she's gonna help them. But as the as their little storyline progresses, where they're being chased, it's just her asking him shit. Yeah, she's just trying to get to the bottom of it. So, and I think she's smarter than that too. Where she like she was just actually trying to get more information. Yeah, before yeah, absolutely. Also, we get one of the best scenes in the fucking episode. Anybody know what this is? The dog fight? No. Oh. It does involve a dog, though. Is Ayn spacewalking Yep, Ayn is spacewalking, and I fucking love it. I love Ayn. <laughs> We're going to talk about Ayn a whole lot pretty soon here. Okay, and then we get to the boring dog fight. Mm, that was a <laughs> dirty sax dog fight. Hell yeah, dude. That was, that was some good music. Oh, you guys, I was lying. It was a good dog fight. But nothing beats Iron Spice walking. Nothing beats that. Yeah. I, I'll. <laughs> yeah, Iron Space walking through. Yeah. Good. Fucking though, Spike and Faye are actually going at it, though. Like, they shoot, literally are shooting missiles at each other. Yeah, it's Spike so. Spike don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I. I. 100%. <laughs> think that is so false. <laughs> I just don't know what Spike it, makes that it is seem like sorry, sorry, Spike makes it seem like he don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But it's sandwiched between scenes where Spike very clearly gives fucks. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like how, I don't necessarily know how to take that. It, those kinds of scenes are always weird where it's like obviously they don't hit each other. But, like, what if they did? Yeah, exactly. What happens if one stray missile actually hits the mark? 
Or are we supposed to believe that they're not, like, intentionally trying to hit each other? Yeah. Okay, and the doctor comes I, I back know. into the scene. Yeah. The uh, uh, back the, in the, the stolen only... police cruiser. <laughs> yeah. This guy, <laughs> I'm just saying the doctor is doing fantastic. Like, he fucking steals the police cruiser. Hell the fuck yeah. He's better, He's doing better than the fucking Whitley. I don't like this doctor. Uh, no? He seems like uh, a real stand-up guy. <laughs> I don't Bacchus know your problem is. fucking dick. Yeah, he sucks. Yes, he does. Is that all we have to say on the doctor? Yeah. Should we um, get down to uh, the final scene between Spike and Faye? Uh, no. There's something I have that's pretty important. They mentioned the Astral Gate explosions again. When they they're do. explaining to her what happened, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, this this like when the Astro Gate exploded, all data was gone, and that's why they can't remember who she was. Mm, okay, I'm, so I, I guess that's that. more proof that she is from Earth. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, good catch. I didn't notice that. Yeah, they do talk about that. And then out of context, I just wrote, "What a fucking weirdo!" I don't know where it came from. <laughs> I'm assuming the fucking doctor. Well, the doctor runs away after the police show up, which is hilarious. But he says, uh, douches, basically, <laughs> and leaves the guy. And but then, they got another bounty. I was going to say that. Yeah, it's a big yep. one. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Didn't Jed even say I added a zero? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah. It, so it ended up being like, what, 1900 Wulong? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, that's all I've got. Well, uh, I think he wants to talk about the conversation between Spike and Faye. Yeah, pretty much the most important conversation in the episode. Yeah, that's all I've got. All right, now move on. <laughs> Listen. Episode 16, here we go. Wait! <laughs> Hold on! It's Dionysus! You're saying it wrong. Um, but, so first of all, I kind of alluded to this when you were like, I want the hand-touching scene with Spike and Faye. <laughs> um... Faye is trying super hard to flirt with Spike there, and he is not having any of it. But um, they have the conversation of, I don't remember exactly what it says, but, you know, Spike is trying to make Faye feel better about her past being like, you know, what does your past matter anyway? And, which is a super fucking ironic thing for Spike to say. Yeah, because yeah. all Spike is is all about his past. He can't let go of it. And, you know, she retorts with, like, well, at least you have a past. And then he hits her, well, at least you have a future. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good fucking logic. Like, <laughs> makes, you, makes you think kind of shit. Yeah, and I'll talk more about Ed and Jet in the next episode. But I think it... if. If the themes of past weren't how all the characters play into it individually weren't clear at this point, these two episodes pretty much hammer them home with, you know, Spike. You get the whole thing of like, oh, his left eye only sees the past. And they think like, okay, what does his right eye see? You would have to, I don't know. You, you can make assumptions based on that, but Spike is completely caught in the past, seemingly going nowhere with it and stuck while Faye is chasing her past and trying to catch it. Yeah. Um, so we do get uh, we do get a great scene though in the end. Uh, Ein has eyebrows. 
because yes. <laughs> because Faye painted on painted on eyebrows for Ayn. <laughs> I don't know if it's true, but I actually read that uh, Watanabe, the creator, said that Spike actually drew those. Oh really? Why would he draw yeah. eyebrows on, on? I don't know. I mean, why would Faye do it? But well, because his because. Uh, she said in the beginning that Ayn reminded her of Matsumoto. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because of the eyebrows. Yeah. Mm, that could be a reason why he did it, since he was taking a shit the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's some, uh, here's a little, uh, what's it called? The car that, uh, Whitley and Faye was driving in was a yellow 1957 Fiat 500. Which is a reference to Lupin's and Thorns vehicle. He drives the oh, Fiat okay. 500. It's just, That's pretty fun. It's just one of those things that, um, what's it called? They really like Lupin the Thorn. Lupin Thorn is a really good show. Yeah. Um, Spike, in the Japanese version, also voices uh, Detective Zenigata, I believe. Oh, really? That's cool. All right. That's all for this episode. Uh, and the end card on that one with Ein's eyebrows is a sleeping beast oh which i don't think is actually a reference to anything but i'm just calling out the different end cards yeah so uh we can move on to black dog serenade written by michiko yokote not any specific reference to any song and uh i will say the opening scene of this episode is uh, maybe the, like, uh, with the exception of maybe Perot LeFoe, like, the most gritty kind of disturbing thing in the entire series. Yeah, I don't have much to say on the prison break. Oh, wait, is, um, this a, is this a lot of dead bodies, which just shows you what this episode is about? Yeah, and Udai pours the dom in that dude's mouth. And there's a quote, too, that... I think I don't know exactly like if this is a little bit later, but cheers to the ship that charmed the devil. Sure, what does that mean? I was gonna write that down, but I don't know exactly what it means. But Udai said it was Udai is fucking awesome in this show, and I like him. And I wish he was. I don't understand why he's Jet's rival or not rival, but his um enemy. What is it called? His well, arch foe. Udai is to Jet kind of like unfinished business. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Udai is a very effective villain. He's one of the most menacing characters in the series. I wish he would be more be there more often. Like I actually like him as a villain. I like I like when the villain is just fucking evil. Not vicious evil yeah. because this is just like. There's no reason for him to be evil, but this guy's just evil. And I like him. Uh, another scene that I want to talk about is uh, we get another scene with the bonsai trees. Which I'm so happy about. I really need to get a bonsai tree. It makes a lot of sense, though, since it's a Jet-esque episode. Yeah, we do. Jet-esque? Jet-centric? Jet-esque. Jet-esque. And so we, we have a scene of Jet thinking, and he's smoking, and uh, I guess the cigarette... It's not butt, what is it? The cigarette stick? Actually, sorry, I'm going to take it just one step before that. Why did every time we go to the fucking beat bop phase screaming? That, that's how she communicates. <laughs> She's just yelling at people. 
I need to get I her a bonsai that. tree. <laughs> <laughs> what is she yelling about? Uh, I can't remember, but like I just went straight to every time we go to the bebop, she's yelling. <laughs> Maybe that's just your bias against women. You're wondering why she's always being hysterical. <sighs> wow. I, I don't know what it is about women, man. They just. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, so we go back to the smoking, or do you want to still discuss more about women, Anthony? Uh, no, I'm I'm pretty good. I hate women. I I do want to mention that the the prison ship that they take over is looks like a Tommy gun. Yes, it does. I wrote that somewhere <laughs> later. Oh, I did not know that. Well, yeah. Anyways, it's about halfway on not. So the prison ship looks like a Tommy gun. So that's smoking, which we all know what smoking does to people. Kills them. Makes them ten percent cooler. How many times do I have to discuss this? Because being dead is cool. But you guys gotta remember though, smoking's bad for you. But it does make you ten percent cooler, so give or take. It does not. I don't know. Um don't smoke. And if you're gonna smoke, smoke meat. Because smoked meat ki- God damn it. Continue with your point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, dude. Smoke meat is good. Remember that you guys. Uh that's the don't point. Smoke though. your meat. <laughs> So yeah. Jet's smoking and he's just thinking really hard. I guess about Udai or about to pass or something like that. And I don't know what you call the cigarette stick or whatever it is, but it's burning Jet's finger, but Jet Jet doesn't realize it. And I'm guessing uh, what's it called the fact that Jet has a mechanical arm. I guess they can still feel with the mechanical arm because Faye discusses says that you can get that fixed. <gasps> Which I completely forgot about the last episode. So, I don't know if you guys remember this, but you remember uh, fucking, um, there was that episode when uh, fucking Jet tell, that tells Faye that, oh, don't you remember, like, chemistry class or something like that? That, like, uh, the mirage of the Jets or whatever it is. It was, like, episode four or five or something. Yeah, like that, that was early in the season. Yeah. Oh, it's just, okay. I just like the fact that they did it, like, it's not a callback, but it's just basically... They gave you a little hint right there that says, oh, Faye's not from all the time. Faye's from, like, right. back then. That's all I want to say yeah, about that. Yeah, that's a good catch. Yeah, sorry about that. I didn't really go, I didn't go to the previous point. Or the point about the arm. Um, before that, Faye was screaming because uh, <laughs> the shower was broken. Oh, yeah, it was a ah, cold shower. Yeah. So you want your hot shower? Bruh, I will fight you about a hot shower, yeah, dude, man. Dude, I will too. Dude. <laughs> I'll fight Cold showers, well, that dude. I almost won't take a cold shower ever. Cold showers, if you can make yourself do it, are like fantastic. Yep. And energizing, but oh, give me a hot shower, man. Burn my flesh off. But yeah, like Monkey was saying, uh, Faye or Spike, one of them says like, "Hey, you can fix your arm, you know." And then Jet gets all pissy. Well, even before that, like, uh, well, not before that. I guess it's during fake. this exact same scene. Yeah, it was Faye. Um, it just that just like, hit me that the whole burning of the cigarettes like the first tale to like it's a jet episode, mm. and then that there's gonna be backstory based on that arm since they're focusing on it in two different ways: one with the cigarette, and two with the hey, you can get that fixed, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was... I didn't catch that. Which I guess it's kind of hard to catch the first when you're not sure exactly what the episode's gonna be. Yeah. Okay, so random question. Okay, if you had a mechanical arm. Would you want to feel your arm, or would you not want to? I would like to. Have... I would like to feel it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to know if something's on it. I don't know. I think I could become a superhero with mechanical arm. Just saying. Like, I wouldn't I could... want to feel the pain going through it, but I like to know if there's something on it. You know. Eh. 
I would say it's the same season. Like, I would like to block bullets and not have to feel the bullets going through my robot arm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could definitely be a superhero th- with the Yeah, well, that'd be cool, arm. but then, like, then uh, like I'd like to know where the bullet hits so I can go repair that specific spot. Uh, afterwards, you just go to the mechanical doctor and say, hey, uh, all the spots that's fucked up, can you fix it? I want to pet a cat and be able to enjoy it. You have another arm Aww. to pet the cat with. Well, what if I want to use that arm, man? What if I want to give him those double arm pads? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so what I was no. gonna say is not appropriate. <laughs> yeah, let's not go down that road, Anthony. What's wrong with you? Hey, I, I didn't say anything. You you assumed <laughs> that I was gonna say something disgusting. Oh, so the prisoners are heading to Pluto. Is there? Wait, hold up. What? We gotta talk about Jet's arm. Oh my gosh! Do we? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because that kind of is, like, the entire thing in that opening scene, well, basically. Well, I mean, sorry, sorry, not Dewey. What else do you have? Yeah. Well, because he gets pissed off and is like, it's my ship, it's my body, I'll fucking do what I want with it. Yeah, his body, his choice. Yeah, exactly, which I support you, Jet, in that respect. Um, But it's kind of the thing that we'll see unfolding in this episode that we've already gotten previously, which I'm just going to go ahead and do jet now uh he where spike is stuck in the past and faye is chasing hers jet almost like walks with his like he keeps the past around not as baggage but like as a reminder yeah as like a and as something that shape yeah and just as a part of him where spike sees his past as something to be defeated in a way and Faye sees her past as well. I guess she doesn't. She she needs to find her past. It's something to be acquired. Jet is just something that he he lives with it. He's the most normal of the three. Yeah, good sure. or bad, his past is there. Just and the he man. reconciles. He's the man. Except for the fact where he does kind of go full spike. This oh, he episode. definitely goes full spike in this episode. So I started blasting. <laughs> but uh, sorry, someone can. Go to oh, where oh can, go? can I finally discuss a conversation? Okay, thank you, boss man. <sighs> <laughs> I'm the host, bro. You do what I say. Anyway, so the prisoners are heading to Pluto. Um, well, they was heading to Pluto. So, is Pluto like a prison planet or something like that? Because I'm thinking, like, in media, like, Pluto's always a prison planet, but I cannot think of any other media that Pluto's a prison planet. Well, Pluto's like the Australia of the solar system. Okay, so but like, sense. can you think of any media that had that? Uh, Stargate twenty fifty three. Okay, I was just wondering. That's not real. I made that. Oh up. my god, you fucker! <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways, they're heading to the uh, they're heading to the planet, and then we fe- we see Udai pull out his fucking knife and kill that guy. Yeah, Uda's pretty cool. Uda is fucking awesome. Again, with the fucking knives, though. What's with these bad guys and knives? Can we not... Dude, blades are cooler than guns. Welcome to anime. That is true, though. All the cool guys use blades. So we also kind of... I mean, we in the same set of scenes, we finally meet Oda, or Uda. We finally forgot he's an assassin from the Syndicate. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he, what Syndicate Because first we from? just see this badass guy. Now we understand that he's an assassin from the Syndicate. What Syndicate? Uh, just as the syndicate. No, he's from the yeah. European syndicate. Did they establish yeah, that? Yes, it's, it's I not. Don't think they ever. No, said it's it. not Europeans like you, Europa or something like that. European. Yeah. From Europa. Yeah, you, yeah, that one. 
He's from Death Syndicate. Oh, I guess that makes yeah. sense because uh, Jet used to be stationed on Europa, yeah, right? I think so. So he's from Death Syndicate. Um, and then we get a flashback of uh, what happened to Jet. Like he was chasing Udai, and then he gets shot, and that's how he got his arm. Because Udai shot his arm yeah, off. Yeah, Udai shot his arm off. Even though Udai didn't have a gun or anything like that. He could have had one in his pocket. You, you know, know, I also didn't actually see that either. He's using knives the whole fucking time, but yet he shot the man's arm off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't actually, yeah. I mean, you you, you know... Um, actually, I'm not going to go to that point. Um, We'll get there. We'll get there. So we get a flashback, and then... I guess we're getting to the part where... Fuck! Did I skip all this? Did part? we meet his cop buddy yet? I think that I think I skipped that part. I don't have it in my notes. Yeah, so he meets Jet's cop buddy. The only thing that's I think relevant about him is a he's Jet's old partner, and b he still uses a revolver. Yeah, was, how badass is a revolver? Like I fucking love a guy who uses a revolver. Fucking six shooter, hell yeah! Fucking guy spinning and shit like that, so awesome. I fucking love revolvers. Which. <laughs> If Jet episodes weren't neo-noir crime drama enough. <laughs> Here's your old washed up cop with a revolver. So, yeah. So, they both... Uh, so, the guy is discussing that um, the prison ship that Udai is in is being... Like, it's... Uh, there's a malfunction trouble or something like that, right? That's what the cop buddy said. And so Jet should go check it out. Because they didn't know the prisoners took over the ship, have they? Uh, I think I thought they knew. I'm not sure. I think that was the reason he went for Jet. To try to, I, uh, I don't know. But I'm just saying. Because this, we, one was, this one was kind of, it was a little like. This one I feel like you have to watch two or three times. <laughs> to understand the motives of everyone involved. So yeah, I think for, I don't remember his name, but the partner. Um, he, he basically wanted to get rid of Udai. He did not want Udai to get caught. Yeah. Which is why he went to get Jet, because he figured Jet would probably kill him. Uh, so, um, so Jet is basically, like, going full spike, basically. He, like, he, he's going into this mission knowing that he's probably gonna die, because he's facing against his nemesis, Udai. And he tells, he tells Ed... Not Ed. He tells Ed the very stupidest thing ever, which is to watch my bonsai trees. Yeah, I think that's how they know that he's out of it. Yeah, that he's out of it. Is that all he says in the English version? Yeah. Because in the sub, he literally says to Ed, like, if I don't come back, water my bonsais. Yeah, that was the implication. Yeah. Well, he he explicitly says it. Well, I, I'm saying I don't remember the exact sub. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know what. The, but that, the implication was if he doesn't come back, you're responsible for the bonsai trees. Which, by the way, before we get into that, um, there are some like brief scenes, I think, between Jet and Ed in this episode, aren't there? And Ed and Jet are a ador- an adorable pairing. <laughs> Is this the episode where Ed, Jet's walking around and Ed's just like floating on his shoulders? Uh, I don't know, I, but that would make sense. I don't think so. I can't remember it. It might be why I, I don't thought know. it was this episode. Um. Also, uh, Jet fixes his shower before he leaves because we know from uh, Faye's uh, the shower being hot. Yeah. Well, that's at the very end of the episode, isn't it? No. Or is it not? No. I don't know. No, it's not. 
Okay. And then, which actually, go, sorry, on, go ahead. Go on. Well, I was just going to say uh, real quickly on the Jet Ed point. Um, he says that to Ed, and she's like, okay, got it. <laughs> like, she's not concerned at all about him going, if I don't come back. That's only because Ed knows that Jet's going to come back. Ed has faith, unlike Jet. I don't think Ed understands gravities of situations. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was about to say, you. I can, okay, let's jump straight to the scene where Ed is, quote-unquote, watering the bonsais. <laughs> Such a great scene. Spike comes in, he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's watering the plants, throwing water everywhere. Ayn's having a good time. Ayn yeah. <laughs> is having a great time. But, uh, yeah, but so Spike says, comes up, is like, what are you doing? And Ed says, oh, Jet's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so, um, so Udai has this plan to fool the cops. And he basically, like, um, blows up all the cops around him. Basically, he puts a bomb in the fucking, what is it? It's not, um, like, prison transport or something like that? He puts bombs in something and blows it up. In front yeah. of the clubs. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then um, they were transports. And we see we see a scene of Udai trying to talk to his syndicate buddies, and the syndicate's like, "Yeah, fuck you, dude. We not we're not the same as we used to be." Was fuck you, assholes. This man dated he dedicated his life to your cause, and you're gonna run him out like that? Fuck you, guys. I hope he goes over there and kill you guys. We know that doesn't happen. Yeah, you know, crime syndicate. I thought you were cool. Thank you. I uh, honestly, so too. like on a real note, we've seen that a lot already, right? Elaborate. Like this is the third different syndicate we've seen, and every one of them is currently changing in some way, shape, or form. Hmm. That is true. Because I was just thinking about that when you mentioned it. Yeah, like all the syndicate are basically like they're not war syndicates anymore like they're not like doing fighting anymore they're becoming more like business syndicates uh but just some food for thought perhaps rooted in uh yakuza practices i don't know or you know most organized crime where they try to be as legitimate as possible yeah uh okay so and we found we get we get to see the scene where Jet basically uses his hammerhead and gets inside the ship, and fucking um, bad um crashes into the ship, and somehow gets in. Like that's so weird how he gets in. He basically gets blown up, but he crashes into the ship and was able to get inside the ship. Basically. Also, there's a scene. I don't know if it's after or before, but it hits another. It just enforces the. This is Jet acting like Spike. Um, he like aggressively says, "Don't take off till I give you the signal" or something like that. It's a very Spike esque thing for Jet to say. Jet says, "Don't take off till I give you the signal." You know, I don't have context written down because I don't remember when it happened, so I'm just kind of ignore that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I don't remember the scene. I know what scene you're talking about, but I cannot remember the context. Maybe if somebody will better know, to it wouldn't be so lost, but. What are you going to do? Uh, if we did this when we were supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch it yesterday, so... This, this, a little calm, eh? A little calm, yeah, If it, uh, You guys just stick around for the comedy and uh, and Monkey's uh, commentary. So, 
<laughs> yeah, we're doing a tight five after the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, where we at? So, uh, fucking Jet and Udai is finally facing off each other, and Udai, fucking awesome. And this is with all the house trance music going on, right? I think so. Orange. Because this fucking music bopped, bro. <laughs> I am a big fan of like early '90s, early 2000s kind of techno. <laughs> back when house trance I, first came to like the states. I didn't write it down, but let me look it up. Yeah, I highly recommend listening to that. Like, oh, this was my fucking music one right here, boys. <laughs> now I say I'm a fan, as in, like, I, you know when you know when those music, um. DirecTV and satellite shit like that. They just opened up like their 600 packages, and like a hundred of the channels were like listening to different music. <laughs> Do you guys remember that era? No. Oh yeah, I know. I remember doing like ten or something like that. Yeah, this was like maybe 18 years ago, 19 years ago. <laughs> what? But I, I would just I, I don't know. It just yeah. They have those would, music could, stations. Like, some, yeah. That's all black, but it literally just says... Yeah, uh, and it's just like the, the titles yeah. like bouncing around, like the old DVD screens. Oh, Sirius XM? Uh, yes and no. It wasn't that. It was like Sirius, but on the TV. Yeah. And But like two of the things were like two or three different types of techno music, which like one was like drum and bass, one was like house, and the other one was like general techno. Yeah, this is pretty banging, dude. This, this is what you hear in like... The, not the last ep dungeon, because that music is always disappointing, but the second to last dungeon in a JRPG. <laughs> that, that that does slap. Yeah, this this is one of the songs in that, I think. Is this I, not the one you were thinking of? This one had the more drum and bass. This I remember this one being like uh, at the maybe the last fight scene that they did. But like during the first... Uh, it's hard to explain. I'd have to rewatch the episode. Because all the others I see are more like bluesy. Yeah. Okay, anyways, f something I forgot to mention. So, um, Jet and Udai is fighting. Why all this happening? Fucking Fad is going all over the fucking ship and just blasting motherfuckers with what? His revolver. Which is badass and fucking uh, still awful because, like, you realize Fad is just a fucking bad guy, too. That's your subtle hints that he's a bad guy. He's just, he's just going around killing prisoners. So, anyways, I started blasting. <laughs> okay, and then Udai and uh, Jet are finally talking to each other, and then Udai re reveals that Fad betrayed um, Jet. Yeah, I, I I don't know if it's that conversation or a later conversation with Fad, but it kind of gives us a little insight into like the power the syndicates have, where he basically says like, if you're a cop, you either end up working for the syndicate or dead. Yeah, no, oh, so, uh, so that's from Fad. Fad says that. Udai doesn't say that. Right, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah Udai basically says, oh, like, um, what's called? Uh, what's called? It's the partner that shot you and all this other stuff. And he goes into monologue, and you don't give a villain a monologue, because what happens after the monologue, you guys? Someone always does. Yep, he gets shot in the face by Fad. This, this, Udai. That's fine. Dude, you was doing so fantastic. You was about to kill Jet, which would have been fucking sad, but, like, why the fuck would you go into a monologue? Like, you open yourself up to get shot, which is what happens. And so, Fad shoots him, and then Fad just basically says the thing that Owen says, which is, the syndicate either wounds you as a person, or you 
whatever Owen said because I don't remember it. You end up working for the syndicate or dead. Yeah. Uh, you did skip over something that you talked about, Bar, <laughs> like at the very beginning of this episode, though. Oh, was it? Uh, Jet uses his arm to block bullets. Oh, does he? Yeah, he blocks yeah. a bullet with his arm. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, Udai was going to shoot him in the face, then Jet blocks it. <laughs> oh, does he? Okay, that's cool. I yeah. guess I missed that part. Oh, which I forgot to talk about. So there's a little um, picture of Udai when he was young. He looks fucking badass when he was young, dude. Do you see his fucking hell slick back? Hell yeah. <laughs> this guy fucking slaps. That's all I have to say. With his fucking black suit on. I don't know if you guys see this picture, but it's fantastic. Uh, nope. nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Don just knows what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're going to take five seconds. Everybody Google that picture. <laughs> Two, three, four, five times. Welcome, welcome back. back. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> if you weren't done, close your browser. <laughs> there you go. And we find out, that I guess, um, I guess, what's his name? Um, Bad just, I guess, wanted Fate to decide whether or not he was going to kill Jet or not, which is why he only put one bullet. Nope. What's that one bullet in his uh, That's the one he used to kill Udai. It's a revolver. Yep. The uh, casings don't remove themselves. Oh, they don't. Okay, that makes more sense. Nope, you have to drain them out. Yeah. He always intended to have Jet kill him. Awesome, but pretty sad that Jet had to kill him. I mean, I guess I guess he did betray Jet, so Jet, yeah, never mind. That's good. But this is one of, this is arguably, uh, not arguably, sorry, oh, let me take that back. This is one of my favorite moments in the series so far. Really? <laughs> yeah, because we, okay. we missed it earlier, but I'm assuming everyone's seen this since they're listening to this. But he says, hey Jet, can you hand me a cigarette? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> Because he quit smoking. Yeah. Well, he's like, oh, I guess I couldn't quit or whatever. Oh, yeah, it was he's good, like, I guess yeah. I couldn't quit. And then he dies. Oh, that's so fucking good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, uh, that's the shit I really like. Like the small little subtle. Uh, it's not really subtle, but it's pretty obvious. And it's uh, it's pretty noir cheesy, but oh, it's so good. I, I get what you mean, dude. As <laughs> soon as Fad put that cigarette inside his mouth, yeah, God yeah, damn, yeah. he got 10% cooler. Before like, he died. This is one of my this is one of my favorite episodes so far with the, just the music choice and the, the, I think I'm just a sucker for the noir stuff because I haven't been exposed to it that much. Hmm. I mean, hey, noir is cool as hell. So, yeah, the one thing I... Well, I, I just want to round out by... um Since I talked about, you know, the, the motif of the past and how it relates to all the other characters, mine is... Re I talked about Jet, but I think we actually get how ed wraps into it in this episode in how she just accepts that jet is never coming back and you know her general attitude which i'm not going to recap everyone else's you know you know all that shit um ed is the other end of the spectrum from spike basically where she's still creating her past she's taking it as it comes if jet doesn't come back i mean not that she doesn't care necessarily but like that's just that becomes a part of her past jet becomes a part of her past so while the others are still struggling with their past to an extent ed's doesn't exist yet so we're getting that optimism and naivete from ed to show to give a more i guess positive spin on past from the crew 
if that makes sense. Yeah, no, one's creating, one's normal, one's chasing, and one's stuck. Yeah, two, yeah, basically. So the last thing I got um, is a scene that we skipped over, and I probably wouldn't have even, if we did this podcast like two or three years ago, I probably wouldn't have caught on to it or mentioned it, but uh, for fucking 2020... (laughs) This was back, what, 19... This was made 94? Or... 97, 98, I think. Oh, 99. I think it's okay. 99. Look, uh, but yeah, 2000, right? Yeah, yeah 99. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 99, because that... Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so back in 99, yeah. um, when the... They're kind of having a small little group, right? Uh, of prisoners. Oh, you're talking and about one of the, uh, One of the... No, no, like in the... Yeah. But no. Okay. <laughs> when they're one of the ex cops was in jail for life, right? Yeah. And the guy said we make mistakes too because we're human. Oh. <laughs> oh wow. Like. Yeah. Like I wrote that shit down immediately. I was like, could you could you imagine if it's like a cop would actually say something? I mean, I guess he said time to think about it being there for life, but. Holy fuck. Yeah, I know what you mean. What's something that I just something that I love about Cowboy Bebop? It's just one of those things that it's relevant even today. Like the storytelling is not dated at all. It's crazy how like how much it speaks to like a person or whatever it is, even in the day and age. Me and Owens was talking about how we we watched Cowboy Bebop when we was younger. And then we watched it when we was older and realized that, like, oh, we missed, like, a bunch of stuff when we was younger. Like, all the different stuff when the stories talk about and stuff like that. Yeah, it de- it definitely is a show that, for the most part, I think is pretty evergreen and has layers that not only are you going to get more as you get older, but you'll get more just on subsequent watch watches as well because no one's going to catch everything the first time. <laughs> also, I forgot... No, I'm not. Oh, go on. Oh, that's all I got. Oh, uh, something I forgot to discuss. Fucking Jet looks great inside his little uh, police uniform or his suit or whatever it is with his fucking hat. He looks Leave good. my fucking Jet alone. <laughs> I mean, that's all I have to say about that episode. Yeah, that one. That one so far is in my top three for sure. Yeah, I ne- I never s- <laughs> when all this is over, just for my own amusement, I might sit down and like do my own ranking and see how that shakes I, out. I think but. we should do that. <laughs> I think we should maybe put out an episode of us um of us ranking like top five episodes. But uh, speaking of favorites, probably my favorite humor episode in the series. <laughs> Move on to Mushroom Samba. Written by, co-written actually, by Michiko Yokote and the series creator, uh, Shinichiro Watanabe. Uh, I believe this is the first time he has a writing credit on an episode, which is interesting. But and <laughs> uh, well, curious to see where you guys want to go ahead and pick this episode <laughs> up. But <laughs> I'll just say this is, I think, well... Is this the first Ed? No, this isn't the first Ed episode. It's the first. No, but this is great Ed episode. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a great episode for everyone's favorite cow, cowgirl and cow woof woof. <laughs> oh so my good. god, cow woof woof. 
So um, there was nothing in the fridge. And then the Bebop crew has a meeting over the emergency rations. Uh, everybody's discussing whether or not they ate it or not. Mm-hmm. Which on I, I love the cinematography in this scene. The way it does like a slow pan in a circle, starting from Jet, goes around to everyone, and then lands yeah. back on Jet, and then it does a bunch of quick, sharp cuts that are just like weird close-ups of people's faces and stuff. Yeah, so we get a uh, what's called? Uh, we get a uh, a line from Spike that says, uh, "I looks good to eat." Wait, really? Yeah, I think a spike says that. Okay, I missed that. Someone says that. Someone says Iron looks good to eat. I think it's Spike. Oh, it's Jesus Spike or Faye. Which one does too? But well, kind of spike funny. Says it. as we learned, it was probably Spike. Yeah. <laughs> On a side note, I just watched The Patriot and they have the same line. The Patriot? Yeah, with Mel Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> Where they get the two Great Danes and. <laughs> oh, okay. They're, I don't they're trying that to freak the all. Reverend out. They're like. Yeah, dogs. Dogs, they yeah, taste great. <laughs> the Reverend's like, yeah, I haven't seen that movie in probably oh like Lord. 15 years. It yeah. just, uh, I think they just dropped it on Netflix. Which, uh, all Mel Gibson aside, it's a good movie. Hmm, yeah, I guess I just don't like Mel Gibson that much. Yeah, anyway, just just pretend it's someone else. No, I, I just never really liked him anyway. But oh, uh, he, he is, he, I mean, he is playing one of my favorite uh, historical figures in history, which is Swamp Fox. The Ghost. What? Is that what his real Swamp name was, Swamp Fox? I think it's. I think his name was Swamp Fox, if I remember correctly. He was a gorilla warfare and during that time, Owens. I know you don't. I know you don't care about history, but I do. Francis Marion, also known as I the Swamp Fox. Right. Yep, I was right. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, is this the first time the beatbox has been on land? Uh, I think so. Took 17 episodes oh. for them to land the fucking beep up. Well, they've landed places. Have they actually? Uh, I don't know. This was a hit and run. So. Uh, no. Uh, there was a scene where um, what's called face sunbathing and sees on top of the beep up. That's right. Okay, so this is technically aren't they in the water in that scene though? Oh, I hate you. Yeah, that's stupid too, dude. <laughs> what? What's wrong? No, with I you? mean, he's right, but I hate you. <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely getting a new host for episode seven. <laughs> actually, guys, water is not the land, so they didn't land. I'm just saying, dude. If, if it's uh, been Cowboy in atmospheric Andy, conditions, you fucking twat. Hey, Owens, I'm just saying, if Cowboy Andy's in the next three episodes, I would definitely host that set of three. Uh, he is not. Dang it. Okay. Uh, speak like a child, prolifo. And wild horses, I think. So I don't believe so. No, I don't think so either. Oh, right, um, oh. Also, I got a little note over here. Ein is adorable. I think they did another scene with Ein. If we need to have a note for every time Ein is adorable in this episode, I I do have a lot of uh, Ein scene notes over here. <laughs> I do too, actually. <laughs> but uh, I guess we sh- we should mention before we get down to the planet. Um, Ed just pulls out. Some weird pellet? Yeah. From, I'm not sure if she has pockets. Yes, she does. Does she? You, you don't have to animate <laughs> everything, Owens. What is wrong with you? Well, Ed is just like wearing spandex, and those don't usually have pockets. They have small pockets. Uh, they do they now. They have little yeah. pouch pockets. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. 
I didn't know the, about the pockets on the spandex in the space future show from 1999. <laughs> uh, dude, um, what's it called? Anyways, the show is based on uh, 2071 or 2074, Windows 2. And I'm pretty sure they know how to put uh, pockets in spandex, okay? Not that difficult. It could be. Um, Either way, Ed pulls out this weird pellet yeah. <laughs> from her pocket. It proceeds to drop it, and then Ein just eats it. Well, you're forgetting this great scene where everybody's literally behind her looking at her. Having oh, yeah. this food. <laughs> this is great. This is a great little thing. Um, yeah, then they get the hit and run. And I'm a sucker for a long joke. So I love the ship crash in this. Where we just get the still shot of the sign with the ship slowly going down in the background. And then it's even off screen for a good few seconds before it finally crashes. <laughs> just like the long wait for it. Yeah. And then we get another adorable Ein scene. Again, we, we can't we can't just call them all out. We have to be specific. <laughs> I can't, I don't remember. I just remember I, I, this is an adorable Ein scene. But uh, we realize who ate the rations, which is yep. uh, Faye. Obviously. Of course, of Faye course. ate the rations. I, you know what, though? This I'm didn't gonna... make me like not like her more. She has a good point. I mean, they were emergency rations. If you weren't going to eat them now, when were you going to eat them? <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I, I think Jet and maybe Ed would be the only two people who would not show the food. You know what I'm saying? I, I could definitely see you mean Spike and would Faye. share the food? Yeah, that would share the food. I could definitely see Spike and Faye, like, just eating all the food and not telling anybody about it. Yeah, I think Ed would probably share with Ayn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, my first notes uh, is when the Ed uh, jumps in the trunk. <laughs> wow, you are so late in that yeah. one. Well, I was just kind of watching like them struggle to eat food, and then this was yeah. like I... so based on like everything you see so far, you can I think it's easy as an audience member to determine that this is going to be at least an Ed episode, if not Ed and I an episode. <laughs> yeah, and I think they use the first whatever five minutes or so to to, to like just it. Yes, it's happening to justify yes. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they justify it by they're trying to fix something on the ship, and Ed comes up and goes, Ed will help too, and immediately breaks something. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and then they they're tell, just like, all right, Ed, go find food, come on. Yeah, they tell Ed to go find food, and uh, Ed uh, says her little things like, uh, high socks are cool, gotta wear them outside, and then she fucks up wearing the socks, so she doesn't wear <laughs> socks outside, she's just barefooted outside. Yeah, which, mad respect, Ed, fuck socks. Yeah, fuck socks. Although I do like colorful socks. And uh, I'm just saying, anime woman with um, thigh-high socks, fantastic. Ugh. Need more of that. Um, um, uh, the oh. song when they're walking through the desert is fantastic. I don't remember that song, but everything in the show is fantastic, so it's completely understandable. Oh, we we get a fucking um, scene with the watermelon, right? And mm -hmm. it's trying to get watermelon. Yeah, this is yeah, and this is pretty much where we catch up to Anthony. Listen, yeah. guys, fuck you. <laughs> okay. Which uh, 
I guess it, it's worth noting at this point, since this is where it really starts to introduce it. This is a straight up like love. This episode is like a straight up love letter to black exploitation films. It even like nails the tone of them so well. Yes. All right. Just for some audience members who may not know, <laughs> explain that. Have you seen Black Dynamite? Uh, maybe that sounds familiar. It's a it's newer, but. I don't know uh, how is to it a it. film that makes fun of people making fun of black films? No. Um. It, so black exploitation. Oh God, I'm probably gonna butcher like explaining it. Yeah. Go ahead and white explain black exploitation. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is gonna be great. Um. It, it's very like stereotypical. Like, so they're primarily like from the 70s. And do you know you know Shaft? Yes. So Shaft falls in that kind of. Um, genre where it's very like cheesy black people stuff, lots of jive turkeys and whatnot. Uh, very like exaggerated ethnic stuff of black people in the seventies. Yeah, I haven't seen Shaft, but my understanding is it's very silly. <laughs> and but it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be like this super serious drama or anything it's supposed to be i guess i don't a bunch of dudes with afros and disco clothes calling people jive turkeys i'm just looking at uh exploitation yeah i'm just looking at like different ones the only one Uh, i've seen is like undercover brother yeah see that's where that's where i mentioned the parody because i remember watching Undercover. yeah i haven't seen that but that one seemed very um, like on the nose Black Dynamite is, I don't know, but they made a show of it, too. I don't know if it's any good, but the movie is very funny. Uh, and it's definitely, like, making fun of and being a black exploitation film at the same time. Like, there's boom mics in some shots. There's one of my favorite scenes from, like, maybe any movie ever. ever. Um, they're, like, raiding a lab, and the main character throws a knife or something. And it goes into a different room and hits somebody. And then he comes into the room and goes, you see, I threw that shit before I came in the room. <laughs> it's, such, it's so stupid, but it's so good. It reminds me of like a risk development when, when they're trying to find a mole or whatever. It's like, there's a listening device in the room and then the boom clerk comes right into conflict. <laughs> so anyway, good. Mushroom Samba pays homage to black exploitation films if it wasn't obvious by the fact that they named one of the characters Shaft. Well, first we meet the woman who I believe is named Coffee. Gotcha. Which, uh, how fantastic is this woman? So Hildu is an afro? Which is fantastic. She is fucking badass. She's pretty foxy, too. Yep. So, yeah, she, she uh, what's called? She pays the guy some money for watermelons, which is fantastic, because who doesn't like a good watermelon? And doing she's, uh, doing she's, not doing, but when she's paying for the watermelon, someone sneaks inside the trunk. Who other than Ed and Ed I? <laughs> Was this the dumbest thing ever? You guys think that's a speed reference, speed racer reference? I what? don't know. I've never seen Speed Racer. Why would okay. it be a speed racer reference? Because in uh, Speed Racer, the little kid and a monkey um uh, hops in the trunk of the car, not trunk uh, trunk of the car. I, it's no, honestly I, very it could possible. Be, I guess. <clears throat> I mean, honestly, of all the references, that I, that I wouldn't put that one past him at all. The amount that there is in this. Speaking of references, I did also watch uh, Starship Troopers last night. Was that hold up? Or Spaceship Troopers. 
Starship Troopers. Star- okay, Starship. I liked it. I mean, it's like, I, I liked it. I've never seen it before either. Hmm. But I was a fan. Okay, so she stops by what? A gas station? Is that what I she think stopped? so. Yeah, I think it was a gas station where it runs into the cop, right? Yeah, she runs into the cops. And then the cops looks inside the trunk. And guess who's inside the trunk? <laughs> it's Ed. Ed. <laughs> and she can't explain why the fact that there's a kid and a dog inside the trunk. Seemingly unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> so fucked up. Um, And then Ed, uh, Ed sneaks away while Coffee is trying to explain to the police why there was a kid and a dog inside the thing. And uh, Ed runs into the bounty. The bounty. The mushroom guy. I, I don't know. Unless you guys got anything on him, I want to skip ahead. Not very long, but the same scene. But when we get yeah, I want to talk about the second chef, character. And his goddamn coffin. Dragging God damn, coffin. it's so good. I love the coffin. It's such a good... <laughs> I love that he drags it. Do you, want to, do you want to ask me why I'm dragging along a coffin? <laughs> and the best part is the truck just runs straight through it. Yeah, that's so He's good. doing like a fucking probably two month thing. long bit and it just gets destroyed by a truck. <laughs> I was saying, if I was that guy, I'm definitely buying another coffin. I'm not letting that bit go. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I would like uh, another coffin. Uh, is there a coffin store around here? <laughs> not letting that bit go. <laughs> Preferably one that's a little bit lighter. <laughs> it's like... Um... Then, if unless you guys have something, we can move on to my favorite part of the episode. And one of my favorite... If I could have a any gif from an anime distilled, it would probably be this. Is it Rabbit Ein? Oh. It's Ein. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love Ein as uh, Ein being high. It's so funny. It's Just stupid hopping. little hops. Yeah, it's so great. I love that little doggy thing. Accompanied by that little noise he makes. <laughs> I just typed in Ein hopping and the gif is the first thing that popped up. <laughs> it's, it's so, so funny, dude. It got like a legit chuckle out of me watching it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how that's when we get the like, we don't know it until the next couple scenes. But if you look at Ed, she's thinking very intently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's where we get the test <laughs> subjects. I love up. that she's like. Can't try it on one. Gotta get it all. Gotta get all three of them. Yeah, yeah. She puts these people as guinea pigs on these fucking uh, drug mushrooms. Like Ed is so like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe her. It's just so weird. She's like, well, I'm basically poisoning my whole crew. I literally have <laughs> for no reason. Poisoning like she everyone. needs to check if the mushrooms are bad. After seeing what happened to Ayn, and then who's the... Is it Faye that gets caught first? Yeah, I think it's Faye Jet Spike. Yeah. Oh, Spike tried to pull some sneaky shit, too. Yeah. Faye just walks up as like, hell yeah. Yeah. Jet's a little like, come on, mushrooms out here. What are we doing? Like, come on, guys. And then Spike just tries to slight a hand it. And act like he's cool. Well, that's because Spike is cool. Let's not forget that, you guys. Uh, and then I think my favorite scene comes next. When we get is the... it Jet talking to the bonsai? No, I, I was. So we could. I don't know if you guys want to talk about them being high separately, but. Oh yeah, I mean, go for it. Uh, okay, this is. <laughs> Do I have to talk about the symbolism here, or is it super obvious for everybody? 
Uh, you can talk about it, because, uh... Yeah, I mean, just for Monkey, for sake. Okay, sure. This is for you, Monkey. Anthony gets it. <laughs> um... So, Jet is talking to the Bonsais, right? And he is more of, like, a... His whole thing with the Bonsais is the secret to life and solving things and all that, and... Jed is very much someone who is looking to solve problems. Things have answers, blah, 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 blah. Um, Spike, the frog literally says he's on a stairway to heaven. <laughs> um, So Spike is just walking up this endless stairway. Again, if you want to believe the frog to heaven, which could be. A- he's not even excited or anything either. <laughs> yeah, he's just, just like, like an obnoxious frog. Up. Um, yeah. So, you know, you could take that as. Two ways you could take it, he's walking towards his death, or you could take it as he's walking towards enlightenment. But either way, you cut we cut back out and see him just stepping up and down on the same step over and over again. Which, you know, again is like, oh, he's stuck. And Faye doing her weird toilet swimming is symbolic of a kind of literally her drowning in debt and be more her like being suffocated by the unknown because you know the ocean is a vast and scary unknowable place it's also another bathroom scene <laughs> yeah <laughs> what are you, are you talking about Faye? yeah but uh go ahead with your favorite scene we have the big shot right that announces the bounty mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and it's like obviously about to go for this fucking bounty she says, let's go cow wolf wolf and cow <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh, that's so, that was so adorable. I, I do love, um, what's it called? I do love that scene of Ed uh, on the fucking scooter, like, going to go just capture that it, bounty. Yeah. I just think that scene is, looks so good. Oh, yeah. Even, like, the later ones, too. The animation on Ed in this episode is fantastic. Yeah, I just love the fact that Ed has his scooter and is just, like, moving around with it. I just think that's such an Ed, like, an Ed mood. Not mood, but... Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a question for you, Anthony, obviously, but, uh... Is it just me, or are the the shots of Ed speeding on the scooter very fully coolly? Oh, I would say so but only, the thing is i haven't seen fully Kali. i only seen fully Kali one time so okay but i would agree with you because i do remember whole like i remember it's that it's that thing where they become longer when they yeah. like driving the scooter i remember mm-hmm. that a bunch okay yeah i i haven't seen fully Kali in a long time either but just the way like the angling and yeah the lines yeah. and such reminded me very much of fully Kali. Yeah, I think Cowboy Bebop came before Fully Cooly it too. Did. So okay, and also like on her way to the scooter, we just double check with everyone doing their stupid fucking high shit. Uh, yeah, from Ed's perspective. Yeah, perspective. She's just running behind. Yeah. He's just on the step with his hands in his pockets. She's just swimming in toilet paper, and Jet's just talking. With I think he has lipstick now. No, that's at the very okay, end. That's at the yes, end. And... Um, but we do get to see, like I said, that fantastic scene of Ed uh, speeding around with the scooter, and fucking Ayn is inside the backpack. It's with so his adorable, <laughs> yeah, fantastic. 
and somehow, so uh, I guess Ed finds the guy inside the uh, crashed spaceship. Oh, real quick, uh, just because I wrote it and I don't actually remember where they show up, uh, the old men show up. I actually wrote this one down because I oh, saw Oh, when, uh, <laughs> when the Shaft brother is eating his snow coat, the old men are there. Yep. That sounds or his right. icy. And, th- and then he tries to eat his icy to go after Ed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he eats it too fast and gets a brain freeze. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's don't so funny. Eat it so fast. <laughs> and that is old man tally seven by my count. Okay, that's good. So Ed finds um, let's go finds the guy somehow. Like Ed, I understand that Ed is a genius, but like, well, Caesar finds this guy so fucking easy, and uh, she shoots the guy with stinky gas gun, stink bug gas, <laughs> and she hits herself with it too. <laughs> this is Ed the bounty hunter, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey. Remember Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this person's a genius or a moron. <laughs> I don't think anyone does. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I like the uh, the genius versus... Because I could see this going exactly either way from like a writer's perspective. Of Ed being so subconsciously smart that she just knew where the ship had landed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also just also her just lucking fucking into it. Yeah. <laughs> and I know you mentioned um the stink gas. Uh you want yo you guys have both watched community, right? Yes. God there it's so funny when Annie I don't know if you guys have made it there, but Annie's like trying to chase somebody with pepper spray and pepper spray's in front of her. Oh, she's yeah. running into her. Yeah, she's. Try- I think she's trying to pepper spray Jeff or something like that. Yeah, and then she runs into it, and Jeff sees it, just starts walking. <laughs> but that was. I don't remember that scene, but that sounds funny. Oh, uh, but that just reminded me of this too. Like, or I guess the other way around. Okay, so after that whole pepper spray thing, um, there's a chase that goes on between uh, Coffee, Ed, uh, Shaft. I think that's what the guy's name is. Yep. Well, he's the Shaft brother. I don't remember. Oh, Shaft what brother. Yeah. Because his whole uh, thing is his brother. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That his brother died from mushrooms. Was getting the guy. I mean, I guess you have to get revenge, but really, don't try mushrooms. Nah, mushrooms are mostly harmless. Uh, yeah, mostly harmless except in 2071, where they can kill you. They got some dank shrooms. Yeah. Um. But yeah, somehow, I don't know how, but the guy, I guess the guy got on top of the train. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, yeah, and so, uh, what's it called? We see Coffee with her little car next to the train, and we see Ed with the fucking scooter getting behind Coffee's uh, car, and then I guess he ramps her scooter up top of the car. Is that what happens? Uh, maybe. I and didn't then, take a note on that. And then fucking uh, Ayn does his... I do, does the job. Well, uh, Ed says, go get him, Ayn. And Ayn just jumps on top of Ed and goes on top of the train and stops the mushroom guy from leaving. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh... There, one guy's on one side of the train, right? And then Ed's on the other. Or So I think the Shaft Brothers on one side of the train. And then Ed's chasing the uh, mushroom dealer. Um... And the train goes by, and then we the train's gone, and we just see Ed, not the mushroom guy. 
and Ed starts running in circles, but so does Ein. <laughs> it's fucking out like I don't know that, that one's. I wrote that one down because it was adorable. Which um I don't remember exactly when in sequence this happens, but can someone teach Ed to run? <laughs> like her form is not good. <laughs> the one where she's like jump, like running with the fucking S. Way, she's way got her arms yeah. way up in the air, <laughs> flapping on, them dude. around. She she's a little kid. She can run like that. But like I don't know if yeah, like if you have to, I would recommend if you if you have time watch that that whole scene again and just watch Ein like literally like the animation on Ein is oh, almost yeah. duplicating exactly what Ed does but in dog form and it's fucking hysterical. Yeah. This is this episode is such a great partner moment for Ed and Ein. It's fantastic. Yeah, if these two weren't like solidified as a duo before, this does it. Yeah. Um, also, I just have to say that the chase music is also That's phenomenal. That's the next thing episode. I have is the fucking music is perfect for what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we can get back to the top of the train unless you got anything. So after Ayn is sicked on the mushroom dealer, Ed's face when she's approaching him is so good. Do you guys remember Ed's face in that scene? I actually don't. I think I do. Oh man, dude, it's so good. Okay, here, here's a here's a gif. That'll work. <laughs> oh my god, dude! But I'm gonna find this. So, uh, the train stops because of a, because of a cow, right? Yes. I put a link to the Ed face. <laughs> That's the Ed face I was talking about. It's so good. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's real good. <laughs> that whole scene is fantastic. But uh, you may continue with the cow, because that is also the next thing I want to talk about. Well, I just put, did I just talk to, or did, did not, yeah, did I just talk to a fucking cow? Did they subtitle it? Yes. Okay. But it was like, I, th- I think he said thanks. Yeah, Ein says thanks to the cow, and, and the cow's like, yeah, no, no problem. problem. Yeah. I don't remember this at all. What the fuck? Yeah. Right out, because the, the train stops. The, the conductor stopped the train. Because it was going to crash into a cow on the tracks, and that's how they get the guy. Yeah. So Ayn goes over to the dog, or to the cow before they leave and barks at it, and subtitles it, thanks. Yeah. The cow moves in, so it's like, yeah, no problem. Oh. You know what's beautiful about that? I don't know if they, I'm, I'm, a, they, I'm assuming they meant this pun, but cow, wolf, wolf. Hmm? What's cow, cow wolf, wolf, wolf? wolf, wolf. That's exactly what Ein said or uh, Ed said earlier. Cow, oh, cow, okay. Ed, and cow, wolf, wolf. Well, at the end of the episode, yeah. it's cow, wolf, hmm. and a wolf, wolf. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't didn't know if even that, think they, of that. they made that pun, but I think you're reading into the pun way too much, Anthony. I don't know, man. That does, <laughs> that that kind of seems up bebop alley. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past yeah. them. But uh, <laughs> the only other thing to talk about with that scene is. Uh, hearkening back to I guess Ed's intelligence where she has the mushroom dealer and he's like I'll give you this bag like they're all worth this much do you know how much that is and Ed's like nope <laughs> and he's like are you an idiot yes I am they're like a hundred thousand so, and he's like just take the mushrooms and she's like okay okay <laughs> and then just runs back and she tells uh, Jet and Faye how much the mushrooms are co- how much the mushrooms cost 
Yeah, they were like 100,000 Wulongs apiece. Yeah. But then the cops show up. Yep. Bum, bum, bum. Actually, when I saw the cops show up, I was like, those are fucking fakes. <laughs> you already knew. Because the, uh, they don't, the Bebop doesn't get in trouble with cops. Yeah, that's actually true. That's interesting. Well, Jet is a cop, so I bet he can. Well, uh, he was. But then, uh, so, um, Faye and, uh, Faye and Jet are trying to play it real cool while Ed is trying to blow out the fact that they have mushrooms. Because, of course, Ed is really stupid about this. <laughs> and then we see a, uh, one of the worst scenes in the entire anime, which is Spike, uh, has a bag of mushrooms. Spike is still blazed out of his mind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the police cops like, oh yeah, you guys have a bunch of shit talking mushrooms. And so the Bebop crew have finally got food. <laughs> that they're all immediately sick of except for Ed. <laughs> exactly. That was, didn't you say, I think you mentioned four days straight of mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. it's like, he names all the dishes with mushrooms. And <laughs> Ed's just mushroom like, salad. Mushroom on ice. <laughs> mushroom dessert. Yay. <laughs> and then uh, Ayn gets a little more taste of them drugs. Did Ayn get some more shrooms? I missed that one. Yeah, the like the very, very like last second of the episode is Ayn eats one and does that little... Oh, yep. yeah, I think it... Okay. Yeah, it shows a scene with whole Ayn being adorable, eating, uh, eating, mush- eating the buffet of mushrooms. Did you guys catch the outro in this episode? Uh, Life is but a dream. Yeah. So that's, uh, I'm assuming, a row, row, row your boat reference? Fuck, holy shit. <laughs> I'm so stupid. Oh my god. I've been thinking for literally two days. Like, Life is But a Dream is a line from a song. What song is that from? Is It sounds like the Beatles. That's gotta be from a Beatles song. Oh my god, I'm so dumb. <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't even know about it, but that's hilarious. The fact that you um, I don't think it's a reference to "Rubber Row Your Boat" though, because in my attempt to find it, it is um, originally a song from a, a a Motown group in the fifties called the Harp Tones. Uh, "Rubber Row Your Boat." No, uh, "Life Is But a Dream." Oh, yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. Uh, you mean "Whoa, Whoa, Whoa, Your Boat," right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, because okay. I tried to do some. Uh... Uh, Chris level uh, hosting on this one. Oh baby, hit it with hit me with it. I mean, the only thing I got is like <laughs> it is from uh, Bing Crosby, which I don't think has. It's I mean, it's from the I think originally from the '60s, if I'm not mistaken. Or sorry, sorry, I am wrong. It was published back in 1852, <laughs> so I doubt that they're actually using this. But the only thing I could find is there are four people on the bebop, and it's supposed to be sung by four different voice parts. Huh? Because you're supposed to like after the first line, row 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 your boat. And then when the second one, when you say gently down the stream, the other part, the guy starts row, row, row. So it's just okay, a four-part okay. harmony. That's that's all I have. I'm sure there might be some more to that, but... I feel you. I I, I, I love the attempt. Ayn and Ed are like a unit. <laughs> no, Ayn is his own person, okay? He's a dog. Uh, Ayn... Does Ayn eat... What?! <laughs> you heard me. Uh, they can vote. What? Yeah, they can vote. No, they can't. Yes, they can. What, dogs? Yeah. yeah. They can't vote. 
Yes, they can. I, I set down two food objects, and they vote which one they want. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> That's not voting. All right, they know what they want. But yeah, unless anyone's got any final notes, that will do it for this episode of My First Anime. So we'll be picking up with section 18 of Cowboy Bebop. Plan to go through 20. So 18, 19, 20. And uh, that'll be it. That's a cool sign-off. <laughs>
Thanks again for listening to My First Anime. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends and leave a review. It really helps. I'm Chris Bailey, and you can find me on Twitter at Chris R. Bailey or hear me play pretend on the actualplay.network podcast. And finally, thanks to Slink for the use of 12 Speed as our intro and Winnie the Moog for the use of Speed Energy as our outro. You can come to my stream, STMonkey at Twitch, where the O is a zero in monkey, so make sure you guys remember that. Uh, I play single-player games and multiplayer games, well, sometimes multiplayer games, Tuesdays and Fridays afternoons. You can also follow my Twitter at STMonkey, also O is a zero, and my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is mostly containing dark photos of my dog. He's a poodle. And situ. You can reach out and contact us on Twitter at MyFirstAnime or uh, email at MyFirstAnimePodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined, my personal Twitter and Instagram are both Sir Paperplate, where you will find only pictures of my cat. And once again, thanks for listening to My, my First, first Anime. anime.